We have a very important mission for tonight. We must use stealth and cunning to infiltrate the human world and retrieve Go-Gurt. Go-Gurt. Okay, Batman. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's the return of one of the most beloved parts of pop culture from our childhood. It's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. The first Turtles movie since, I don't know when, because they've been all real bad lately. So it's been a minute. Um, I've kind of blocked out. I don't know about you guys. I've kind of blocked out. That we did, in fact, do multiple episodes on the teenage, the previous Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Not, not the one from 1990. I'm talking the ones that came out in like 2017, maybe. Oh like yeah, that. where like Will Arnett is. You know, <laughs> yeah. right? Last last one we Brad talked Garrett about, Brian was like Out of the Shadows Crane? in 2016, yeah. which I actually Jeez. actually kind of liked. Yeah. I went looking. I remember. I have no memory of any of these, really. I'll be honest with you. I went looking in our uh, our official sheet that that we keep um, that I that keeps track of all the episodes we've done. Because I'm like, I was like, surely we've done a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode in the oh, past. Oh, we've done like, like ninety, you know, four or five, maybe. One. We've done a yeah. lot, yeah. And I so I just searched. I just searched. Yeah, I searched in the sheet Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it came up with several. Several entries like, oh, okay, I don't remember this. I don't remember this really at all. <laughs> well, I um, do. It's 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 been quite a while. Um, so this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited to talk to you guys about this. Kent saw this, I think, before anyone else in the entire world, and uh, so it's it's going to be. I think this will be fun. I think this will be a good one. We needed a guest to properly nerd out on this thing, um, so we're welcoming back. For the first time since since he became a married man. Absolutely. How's it going, buddy? I'm ready. No, nothing to celebrate you. the maturity of being married than talking about <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right. you know? Just, yeah. 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 Nothing to yeah, celebrate for her. Yeah, yeah, Lots yeah. to celebrate for you, but uh, yeah, um, no, just... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She made an honest man out of you. That's right. Yeah. I, I went in in my Stephen Amell, Casey Jones <laughs> cosplay from Out of the Shadows. Didn't, didn't age well, to be honest. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. F- f- fun fact. Bad time you know what, honestly, what's like the for... opposite of like the reconnaissance? You know, like like the moment <laughs> where you realize an actor you thought uh-huh. could be good is actually really terrible. Like that uh-huh. was like that was the, mm-hmm. the thing for Stephen mm-hmm. Amell. I was like, oh, it's, I, I like Arrow. It's fine. You know, this yeah. guy could be something. To... No, <laughs> yeah, no, it was terrible. Sure. sure, no, it's it's okay. Sorry, we all have our L's. Um, so you know, I think. Half the people that I made American Treasures back when we used to do yeah, that sure, yeah. were later canceled. So um, I don't have a great track record with this sort of thing. And I'd like to preemptively apologize to Ryan Gosling for loving him so much because I'm sure this will only lead to bad things for him uh, eventually. Uh, Ariel, apologize to whatever he does to someone. Yeah. yeah that's right. spot, you know, they're the victims. Wow, Brian. Your track record. Siding with the abusers already. That's really, you're me. the problem. I'll be better. Um, <laughs> You'll be better. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. It's good. Um, Ariel, I'm going to go to you first, uh, because I talk to Kent and Richard all the time and I'm really I get tired of it. Um, as we near are. a thousand oh, episodes here, we're close. We're close. This is around 950, just for what it's Grief. worth, guys. We're real close to a thousand episodes. Um, pretty crazy. Gotta get a plan in order. Yeah, that's right. We gotta get, we gotta get cracking on this for the suicide pact. Um, 
Give me your background on you texted me a couple months ago. I was like, hey, if you don't have a guest for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I'd like. That's not true. I you were demand. like, I demand to be did, on yeah. Ninja Turtles. Actually, you were pretty pretty adamant about it and sent a lot of threatening letters. So, but you got your way. So that's the important part. Um, what's your background with the turtles and what was it about this that uh, made you want to be on the episode so much? I know. Well, I, I didn't. Need, I didn't so, need to to uh, you know book some work otherwise my benefits lapse and you guys don't want us forming a union so (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i am uh about as big a fan of the ninja turtles as you can get without becoming an awkward youtube documentary about the guy who spends ten thousand dollars a year on merchandise yeah yeah Oh, Brian knows. Yeah, he's in our Discord, I think. Shout out to Matt, right? Um, Now, there's, you know, I just, I don't love anything that much, but I am like a huge fan. I was born in um, 1990, about 30 years after Brian was. And Mm -hmm. so I grew Mm -hmm. up loving the, uh, initially loving the, those 90s movies, um, the live action ones. I still, to this day, will like fight for that first one being like an actual good movie. And not just like like the other two or whatever, right? There's silly Star Wars esque merchandising films, but the first one I think actually is pretty good. I mean, well, you know, I love the original Star Wars, but let's be clear: the the prequels were not exactly, um, you know, high art. So, and we all know, you know, tell the, the Senate, you know, I, I might get that. That's not how it happened from from George over there, but we all know that they they made those <laughs> part of part of those movies is making a ton of money on merchandise. Uh, yeah, I, I love the Ninja Turtles. I'm a big Raphael fan. I have a pet tortoise named Raphael. Nice. I, I did grow up when I was, like I think, a preteen like with one of the cartoons that came out in, in like, 02, maybe, or 04, whatever that iteration is. But I, I don't know. I've kind of just persisted with my fandom of them throughout the years. Uh, like, I'll rewatch the movies. That 07 movie was, was pretty fun. Um I've like read uh, the comic run, which is really interesting. But um, but yeah, you know, as as an adult, what I actually find the most interesting part and, and kind of why I love the turtles is is there's this cracked uh, video way back in the day of like they're like, hey, what was your favorite Transformer? And it's it's Optimus Prime. And what was your favorite GI Joe? And it's Snake Eyes. And who's your favorite Power Ranger? Oh, it's the red one. Sure. Yeah. And then hey, who's your favorite mm-hmm. Ninja Turtle? And then suddenly everybody has a different answer, right? It's because sure. like yeah. they're based off of these four personality like archetypes, right. which are the same personality archetypes that like the Hogwarts houses are based off of. And so like I love kind of like mm-hmm. getting to know people who like the Ninja Turtles, who their favorite ones are, the group dynamics that are so much more interesting than like you know, like the Power Rangers or the Transformers. You you know exactly who the four turtles are, you know exactly how they should act in any kind of scenario that they're put in. Um and so when when somebody puts the time in to make a good movie, I feel like the character work is usually really good. But I, I love the turtles. I um, spoiler alert, I love this movie. It was excellent. Um, and yeah, that's kind of like my my whole background. Also, you know, I was I was an Asian American nice. kid living in Jersey, across the river from like across the bay from Staten Island. So like, like this, mm. like though they represented like me growing up. Right. So like sure. that, that okay. was, you yeah. know, me and totally. my, my friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I want to get into the, the personalities thing here in a minute. Um, because it has been so long since we, jo- we've talked turtles and 
I don't remember any of it. Uh, real fast, Richard, background with with the turtles before we get into general yeah, thoughts here. Turtles were. Uh, I was definitely were my entire personality from okay. like four to five. Yeah. Turtles and baseball. I was a massive Turtles <laughs> fan. It was the only really piece of kid stuff I ever engaged with. Um, and then just went and then the sports stuff and stuff too. after that. Yeah, I see you at the meetings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I got heavy into uh, all that, you know, all, all um, news sites and stuff. I was ahead of the game in 1994. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, so it was it was a huge thing. And then I like one day put it down and it's something that I'm nostalgic for in terms of um, I was like almost too young for it, for it to like really stick in terms of the content. Mm. Like I I'm nostalgic for like the look and feel of it, but I remember almost nothing. If that makes sense. And I'm like you, Brian, I've, I've seen things go, go in and out Mm -hmm. um, the movies and stuff, but they're in one ear out the other kind of things. I did. Doesn't nothing is really, there was the one what like oh six oh seven yeah oh seven yeah. yeah I think oh seven wouldn't saw that yeah I wouldn't saw that one and was like like oh, yeah, man, I about this stuff was called like twenty oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um and w- but was excited for this one because of um you know the the Goldberg and and Rogan seemed like the right type of writers for this um and and. Uh, it seemed, yeah, it seemed cool and and a new take. I I liked that there wasn't really a big like celebrity cast on the voices. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a great. They should sound young. Really leaned into, um, at least for the, those four, and then and then some other pieces later on. So yeah, it it, it was definitely something I'm interested in. I, I I'm always like a fan of the turtles, but it's not. I don't like revisit it or like, mm-hmm. you know. Sure think about it a lot but i always like root for it because i loved it when i was four sure yeah that makes sense uh can't real fast your uh your background with the turtles too yeah this franchise is probably the first thing that was ever really mine that i liked uh you know okay. i think the first sure. property i liked was muppets but that was because it was force fed to me by my parents when i was one and two and then i was like no i want to like my own things i think turtles was probably the first thing that I actually liked and sure. one of the shirts, one of the action figures. And then it was kind of Batman around that time with the, with the 89 Batman. And, uh, and then mm-hmm. once I discovered star Wars, I mean, my, my youth was sure. star Wars from then on, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. man, always liked the turtles and it's dead on to what Ariel was talking about. It's the, the personalities and how they play off each other. And, how there's four of them instead of two of them or three of them. It just adds such a different element than what you see with most cartoons. You always relate to a different turtle at a different time. I, I'm always a Leo guy. I, yeah, at different times, I'm like, man, I really like Donatello in this one or Mikey was my favorite one in this one. And so depending on my mood, I'm Raph, you know? <laughs> and so that always has appealed to me. I've always liked the characters, but I've never felt like they've reached their full potential on screen, on TV. Mm. You know, I think a lot of the people that had, you know, attachment to it as a youth probably feel that way too. Like they'll go back and watch a few episodes and be like, oh, this was, this is really only good to like very small children. And so I think they're still trying to play to the people that grew up on it and also bring in new fans. This is a great way to do that. But, 
sure. I think this is totally a step in the right direction because the last one I mean, the Michael Bay influence and Megan Fox in the lead like they're really just trying to bro this thing out and roid it up and mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to get this thing to the college age crowd and I don't think that's necessarily the right move in terms of tone for these yeah and Agreed. this yeah. one I mean felt like a total refresh reboot totally new franchise and yeah. all the better for it not to get spoilery or anything uh, but those are general yeah. thoughts I'll add to that and then I'll very quickly give my kind of back because I'm one I'm thing to that though this Brian is, is that the fact that this franchise is able to be rebooted because mm-hmm. there is no definitive version really even though the, the, the right. cartoon yeah. version or the, the 1990 movie version is kind of definitive I feel mm-hmm. like people are still right. wanting a Nolan Dark Knight version of the, or, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is finally sure. what it has the well, potential to be. And so that's why it lends itself to like every single three, every three years they can reboot it. And everyone's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Because we still haven't seen the best of what this could be. And, it, and, and I think part of that too is that it's not, it's not so serious. Right. I, the, I, the, the canon isn't serious. I yeah. love, Right. I mean, we've talked, I mean, many times over the years about, and and Ariel and I have had this conversation offline a lot too, of <laughs> how bad fandom is just in general. <laughs> um, it's, and, and how toxic it, it gets and how quickly it gets there. Um, there are, I'm sure, very toxic Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fanboys um, because that's just the world that we live in. You can find toxicity revolving around I think literally anything at this point but but it isn't as um it doesn't seem like as mainstream and broad based and maybe because this is as as great as big of a fan base as this this franchise or uh this property has it's a smaller piece of the pie than Star Wars or Marvel or DC or whatever um but it's generally I feel like uh it's a pretty unserious property that can kind of like just enjoy you can enjoy it if you like this stuff you can not enjoy it if you don't and if we do it right we can bring in some new people or we can re we can bring some people back in who bailed out in the the Michael Bay era of this whole thing um one thing that I do really and that this movie gets right it sort of course corrects I, I may have said this on the on the show before and part of this I think is probably having a 10 year old I love the Dark Knight I love Batman 89 um, I love a, a lot of these uh, Marvel movies over the years you know I do worry that these things that are inherently for children as the children grow up and become sort of in charge of this industry I I we we lean more and more towards making those movies and TV shows for those people and not for kids and then ultimately you end up losing new audiences entirely i mean i i my kid does not give one rip about superman because he's never really seen a superman property and i am i mean i let him watch all kinds of movies i'm sure that like if he was like, hey, I want to watch Man of Steel. Like, okay, cool. No, you know, whatever. It's not that I'm worried about the content, but I don't know that he's going to gravitate towards it. And there's never been anything that has pulled him in. And honestly, Batman's the same way too. It's it's so. And and I think that those last Turtles movies were geared so much more towards 
and, and misguidedly, by the way, um, geared towards um, older, if not I don't, 20s and 30s and not to kids. And uh, I think this is a great a great opportunity to branch that out. It's, you know, that rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles that was on Nickelodeon, I think was relatively successful. And then they had a, there was another Rise movie on Netflix last year that I haven't watched. I don't know if either any of you guys have seen, but Coop watched it recently and was kind of into it. This was a really great opportunity, I think, is my whole point, to um, to get back to where it's accessible to kids and we can start to try to bring in a new audience to this whole thing. That seems like that was part of the plan for Rogan um, and Jeff Rowe and, and Goldberg. Um, and I think that they were very successful on that. And as a result, this turns into something that was really enjoyable for me too. Like I, I, Star Wars was my first love. Ninja Turtles was my second love, and I cared so much about the turtles until X Men came out. Mm. You know, in whatever ninety two, um, it really was Star Wars, Ninja Turtles, then X Men um, in my first like ten years. And the nineteen ninety movie uh, again, I've probably said this before. That's like a Mount Rushmore childhood theater experience for me. I vividly remember going to see that um and and just feeling like you know this this thing that i love so much is now finally on on the big screen and stuff was uh was a really cool experience so to be able to go back to it with uh with my kid who now is interested on his own it's not me being like hey come in here and watch this movie from 30 years ago you know it's something that he wants to see the trailers for this were great. The advertising was great. The animation is really cool. This was a really smart decision. And it's it I'm not too bummed out by the box office. It's doing fine. Um I wish that it was doing better because I think that this is a really strong play. I, I think that there's a lot of stuff here that um was done right. And uh, I would love love for it to have paid off in a, you know, $75 million opening weekend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do? Greta's a, a machine at this point. So, um, Meg's going to Meg. <laughs> it's right. Yeah, the, the Meg. Who knew? Um, Ninja yeah, Turtles has actually Barbie. pulled ahead it's, of the uh, Meg in, uh, after the weekend, it looks like. Okay. The yeah, Meg stands had their weekend and they're gone now, you know. I mean, look, it's doing it's doing well. It's made it's at like fifty five million dollars worldwide. It's only a seventy million dollar budget. And wow, so, seventy million. You know, this this looks very, incredible this for, be, for that. Yeah, absolutely, because they took their time. This this was a movie that took several years to make, and they, I think, at least as that the you know who knows we can always get milkshake ducked later, but like they tried hard to not overwork the the visual artists and wow shocking concept you know that that is and um they took their time with it and and i think they're gonna it's gonna result in a in a moderate hit if not a huge blockbuster hit and it should relaunch i think it should relaunch this this franchise um ariel you said you loved it so that's sort of general thoughts in general i get already but give me a little more on on what you liked about this thing and and we'll 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 go ahead and we'll drop the spoiler alert here and just we'll can talk this movie out a little bit. So what, what'd you like about this that uh, appealed to you as a, as a long time Ninja Turtles? Um, I think this is the first iteration to that I've seen. I haven't seen rise of the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is really the first iteration that I've watched where they like, they really feel like kids, right? They really feel 15 years old that, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it's, it is. I think if I was 15, 
or 12 or whatever i think i'd be obsessed with how these like these kids act besides the fact like i i think they got the personalities like perfectly uh too many iterations of the turtles i think leo and raf are kind of like the same person which is why they fight all the time this one they're completely not right but i think mm-hmm. ken i think ken said it what makes this like special is it's it's just gorgeously animated it is it is perfect mm. it feels like almost like what ang lee tried to do with the hulk remember that mm. that weird like panel mm. transition where he's like i want to make a comic yeah. book but it, like i wanted to, to make it look like a comic mm. book, which ended up looking ridiculous because it's live action but anyway like it really looked like hand brushed art <clears throat> um sure it really felt like new york and as somebody who goes there all the time and and lives very close by and is a big part of that culture is like not always most things don't get that i I think a lot of the mcu properties with like miss marvel and luke cage luke cage is horrendous at at portraying harlem uh miss marvel is set in jersey city where i point it's a great point the new yorkness of this yeah um Mm. like Spider the Spider-Man Sam Raimi movies kind of do it uh almost a caricature like which this this movie was also but it's a cartoon so it, it fits a lot better but yeah like a lot of things don't they're just set in New York because they like the idea of it where this really did feel um in New York the way the kids talked right my I grew up I grew up in mm-hmm. Jersey City and in this town called Bayonne also uh, which is, of course, right across the river from both New York City and Staten Island. So the language, the vernacular, the types of jokes they tell, the bacon, egg and cheese, like all that stuff is just so authentic, even though it does sound like a caricature like that. No, like people talk like that. That's real. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, Jackie Chan is in this, which I pegged his voice right away. Um, not a great time to have Ice Cube in your film, perhaps. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Stephen Amell, Ice Cube, we're not having great uh, hitting percentage there with the, the Turtles <laughs> cast. But no, I, I, I thought it was I thought it was great. I think it very clearly was like a kid's movie. I, I, I have heard like rumors that that this movie is more well received among young adults than it is children. I'm not super sure of that. I don't have kids at this moment, so mm. I don't know. But but yeah, I just I just think it was so fun so funny uh and, and and really authentic both to like to to everything that makes the turtles what they are except perhaps mm-hmm. the, the ninja aspect but i don't, I don't want to get into that i thought it was smart not Richard, to lead into the uh, ninja yeah. aspect oh though. i agree i agree you know it, they they really yeah. tried especially in the bay ones like oh we need to make this the samurai and all this needs to be the core of what we're doing no they 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 really don't even mm-hmm. I don't even play that up at all. I mean, explain it. They were rejected from society and they had to defend themselves. It's not like a, I don't know, there's no real lore to it at all. It's like, no, we live in the sewer, so mm. we have to know how to fight. That's really it. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun, um, it was a fun way to do the, to redo the origin story. Um, I I enjoyed that. I thought that was a it was a sort of like a necessity kind of thing, and it was funny. It was a funny necessity, too. Um, which I thought was a a good a good change from I don't I don't remember the origin story from 
most of the. I mean, I do for the from the ninety movie. I don't really remember. There's different. I mean, there's different origins. There's like there's part. one that yeah. Splinter yeah. was like an actual samurai yeah. that got transferred into a rat. There's one where he's a rat that was in a samurai. Okay. Faci- I think that's a ninety one where he was a rat in the dojo. Yeah. The dojo. Yeah. And he taught himself karate by uh, watching yeah. the yeah the right. dojo. Right. So. Yeah. I thought this was a funny. Uh, adaptation of that or change of that of like having him order the the VHSs and stuff so like good. that. I thought was a good bit. I thought so. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, Richard, what do you like about this thing? What 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 makes this a, uh, a a maybe a return to form or maybe better? I don't know. Where are you at with with this and what what makes it good for you? Yeah, you know, I come in with my own biases because we talked about this on the show before, but I don't really like animation, mm-hmm. especially. The older I get, like I hate it more and more. I just, I don't know why. I'm just uncomfortable watching it. Just one of those things that sets in, like love handles. <laughs> um, so I come into these like already at like a negative two, but this one's so good. It got up, me up to like an eight, you know, mm-hmm. on it. Um, because it's, it's, I, I did think, have the thought, I, I do have a kid, but he's not in movie watching time yet. And so I did have the thought a few times of like, I don't know if would an eight year old love this. I don't know. It's kind of um, thinky and, you know, it, it definitely is plain to us. It's, I felt very much like the audience for it, maybe a little old for it, but it kind of felt like it was plain to young adults. So, yeah, I mean, but it was it was uh, as animated Ninja Turtle movies go about as good as I think you can do, which is for me which is you know uh great and and i agree i think it's done well at the box office you're right i, th- I wish it had been rewarded it's not like it's really an original so it, you know those are the ones i really want to do well but it at least took ip in an interesting way and was made thoughtfully uh, and not just to you know to ariel's point sl- slang them plastic toys though this will mm-hmm. and uh all that, yeah. So I wish it had been a massive, you know, Barbie-ish hit for for those folks. But you know, we only have so much capacity for movies these days, and so I think I think uh, that's that. But yeah, I wish this might have been better to come yeah. out maybe it's pre Barbie. Maybe, but I, don't know. Um, sure. I think Fred, there's hindsight twenty twenty. People see a trailer for this, or there's like they're doing Ninja Turtles again, and there's just reboot yeah, sequel sure. fatigue. Yeah with this because of the failed Absolutely. Michael Bay project. Yeah. Even if this is the most definitive yeah. thing ever, the failures of the past have hurt this one, uh, unfortunately. Or it's not like Spider-Man yeah, where for sure. when Into the Spider-Verse came out, pretty much the last Spider-Mans we'd seen was the Tom Holland one. So everyone was super hyped on Spider-Man and then went into that one. It's like, oh, this makes it even better. So now this is setting the bar high, <laughs> you know, whereas mm-hmm. the Michael Bay one's really... Yeah pulled this franchise back years you know the 2007 one yeah mm-hmm. was well received even though it wasn't a huge hit and then to go live action with it and to do it that way with those character designs oh yeah, i'll like never monstrous folks like uh, honestly just the most right, roided right. out <laughs> like they like, would be super inefficient <laughs> right. at karate because they're so muscular like you can't even move <laughs> it didn't make sense and so to step back into animation, yeah. I think, is a genius move, and you can do so much sure. with this. When it dawned on me why it looks like paint, because the turtles are named after painters, it's like, that's the most 
This is the mm-hmm. most obvious, easy thing to do, but it went so far in this. And the way they pushed it, in a similar sense like they do with Spider-Verse and with Lego Movie, of using the medium itself as part of the you know, scene design, like the motion blur of the camera. When the camera would whip, it would look like smeared paint. And mm-hmm. sometimes when a light would shine, it would have like blotches of paint mm-hmm. that you could see with the eye. I mean, I loved that. Yeah. That stylistic choice and that's probably why they were able to make this super cheap because they figured out Mm. pretty early on probably a look that they liked and they're like okay can we do this for cheap and it looks like 2d honestly it might not even be 3d animations but i don't know it just i thought the the whole concept was out there in terms of what we're used to with turtles i mean these baxter stockman looks insane superfly looks crazy i mean these are like very Mm-hmm. stylized characters but i think the turtles themselves right. aren't which is a smart choice i to agree kind of go back I to agree. the original and then to have the stylistic choice of the paint on top of it to make this a really vibrant animated experience and not just like a typical cg movie or a typical 2d mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Uh, was i mean the icing on the cake not to mention like this was such a fun script yeah. i mean it was some people said the references were overblown but I think kids talking references and kids are talking about Drake and all that stuff now. So I didn't find that super cringy. I thought that was for the kids. Yeah. Yeah. It felt natural to the kids age at that time, especially kids that have probably only lived through the internet and VHS tapes or whatever in their sewer. Right. So they don't have much of a frame Mm -hmm. of reference for (laughs) how people should act in society. I thought that was fantastic. You know, April O'Neil, her story of like, okay, the only thing I, I'm required with April O'Neil is like she needs to be a journalist. That's all I care about. Just make her a journalist sure. in some way because that's, to me, all I remembered and cared about the character was that she was a reporter. And so I thought the uh, love interest slash reporter thing was interesting. And it was Leo this time around. Normally Mikey's the one that's all yeah, yeah. Uh, starstruck mm-hmm. by women or, you know, maybe I think Donnie in, mm-hmm. in one of the last most recent ones was. And so to make Leo the leader, but also it's like these kids are just trying to figure out how to fit in with friends. It's kind of like the Richie Rich thing of, sure. uh, oh, they'll never, these normal society will never understand me because I'm different. And same with the movie they're watching in the park, which I thought was a fantastic scene where they go and watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. The right. people won't accept me for who I am, so I have to rebel. But when people find out who we really are they will accept me and that's kind of the conclusion they come to in this of no one will like us if they find out who we really are but actually they did anyway and they didn't have to put on this whole act the entire time so the april Mm -hmm. the high schoolness of it all was was totally dead on for i think what seth rogan was going for which was like a super bad style ninja turtle movie this felt like the South Park characters mm-hmm. or something, yep. you know, the four boys, it felt really had that Goonies energy to it. And I don't know if mm-hmm. I had felt that with Ninja Turtles or considered like, oh, that, that should be the vibe. And it is, once yeah. they did that, I was like, oh yeah, that's it. That's, that's the one. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. The animation on this is so great. I, I loved, we talked about this a little bit with Spider-Verse and then, on the news episode we did in July, because we talked a bit a, a bit about uh, Elemental, 
which has actually turned out to be pretty good for Disney. I think sneaky, it cost four yeah, sneaky recently, and oh, yeah, well. it's 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 yeah. had good staying power and. Um, and it's done pretty well, but the point that I, th- I, I daycare is like it was crazy. never number yeah, one, totally. but it was always one. number just that five, like yeah. every weekend, right? <laughs> it's like, well, yep. they're just re- there wasn't a contender between early June kids, and, yeah. and this for, for that kind of kids movie. You have that that Ruby Gilman, which was just DOA, and um, but there wasn't there wasn't anything else that it was um, going to draw. You're exactly right, Richard. Like it's, I'm sure that there were daycares all across the country that are taking their you know it's movie day and taking the kids to to see that and stuff i mean that was like half of my jobs in college and and whatnot um it's been a big hit but this was another example to me of how far behind now disney pixar just the animation style of things are at this point because when you have spider-verse and Puss in Boots, and and then this movie, and there's others that are, that fall into this category too. They're just doing. It's not just that it's like advanced animation, you know. It's just different. It looks a little bit different than what, and everything in the Pixar in the Pixar universe basically looks the same and looks like it is it is contained within its own universe and whatnot. Um, and then you see this, and like I, I think you guys. Ariel and, and Kent, you both said it. It's like it's really cool to see the contrast, I thought, between the turtles and the rest of the characters and the the clean design of, of the turtles for the most part versus some of these other characters that are kind of off center and, and, yeah. and janky and yeah, and grotesque and, and that's a great that's a great word for this. Uh, I thought that was a really cool choice and, and made this was very appealing to the eye and without being eye over and also giving the turtles like a distinct um, look too. Like really each impressive. of them had their own shape sure, and distinct personality mm-hmm. yeah. look that matched their personality. Whereas even in the nineties ones, they right. all looked the same right. except they had different colors. That was it. <laughs> different armbands. Right. Uh huh. Yeah. Arby, you're a bit, you, you've always been a big Rogan Goldberg guy. Um, what did we think about the script for this thing? Um, I was not shocked there was like seven writers on this when it was okay. over. It felt like a script to a story a little bit. I mean, it's an animated movie, so the, that's normally the case. It's very rare that these come from a like single uh, auteur, auteur mm-hmm. making uh, animations. Normally kind of more of a corporate, not in a bad way, like that you know the Pixar thing where a bunch of people in a room toss out ideas and talk and write it together communally. Um, so yeah, it kind of had a little bit of that feel to it. Um, but yeah, I think it, it certainly had, you know, it's so funny that Rogan is uh, is really good at, at crafting in um, story and crafting in really distinct characters from each other. Um, it's it's a very kind of veteran written movie. And I, and I mean, that's a compliment. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like some young upstart writes his turtle movie. It felt like people that really know what they're doing. It's going to be an interesting, uh, it's going to be an interesting adapted, you know, screenplay Oscar is between this Barbie and Oppenheimer. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Absolutely. Best best picture mayhem. No, yeah. Best adapted screenplay. I I think, I mean, Goldberg and Rogan have so much going on. I think they probably did just do the story and then hand this off to some screenwriters to, to do. I think they steered this thing in the right direction and yeah i mean it felt inspired by that especially the casting of everyone but the turtles felt like the the rogan all-stars with paul rudd and rose Byrne, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, even Ice Cube uh, felt like yeah. natural. What'd you guys think of Jackie Chan? Isn't that interesting that when he did Rush Hour, which we just talked about, he could barely speak English enough to even do the movie, and now he's doing English voiceover roles? Pretty awesome. Yeah. Chan's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to let you go on this one, Ariel. For Give me 10 seconds. I am so here for the Chanissance. I... I'm so here for it that I watched this awful movie that he just did with with John uh, uh, and 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 enjoyed him in it. I mean, the rest of it was crap, but but uh, which movie? Chan was fun. It he's in a movie is on Netflix, like with with John Cena, uh, Hidden Strike. I oh, think. Oh man. I, I, like, literally, my review on Letterbox was in six years, somebody's going to be like, hey, you remember that time Jackie Chan did, did a movie with John Cena? Cena and you're like, no. He oh, he yeah, I do remember that. I mean, it's John so... Cena. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about that, too. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's I, I'm really... I'm really happy to see Jackie Chan get in. He's he's really good in this. He's I think his character... And it's your, yours, Ariel, to go for as long as you want. Uh, I think his character might be the best written character of of this bunch. I don't think that, that this is like a great script or story or whatever. I think it's missing in story elements a little bit to where something like Amazing Spider-Man, every freaking time, Spider-Verse um, does really well. I think his, his story side of things better than this does. But I, I felt like Splinter was a very well-developed, fleshed-out character right off the bat, and that's, that was awesome. So, Ariel, uh, you're, you're, the, the floor is yours, my friend. For, for I Jackie mean, Chan. you know, yeah, I, I love Jackie. Um, I, I recently saw these, like, posts, like, yeah, who's the greatest stunt actor of all time? Is it Tom Cruise or is it Keanu? And, like, oh, Tom God. Cruise is, is great, right? But, like, yeah. it's Jackie Chan. Like, the, the yeah. dude is insane. Um, but, like, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. He's, like, he's not a martial artist. He's a comedian. He learned Kung Fu in mm-hmm. opera school. And so, like, I love these moments where, you know, I think he was, I, I think as Splinter, like, he was he was very funny. Like, he was very funny. And they incorpor- obviously they incorporated in, in, in that one scene, that one fight scene, his, like, very physical comedy, which I think obviously is Jackie Chan's greatest strength. But, you know, the, the, there's a reason why his most famous movies are his are like the the comedies he's not jet lee he's not bruce lee he's he's always been the clown and i think like the more he gets to be his goofy fun loving self like the, usually the better the movie is yeah i can, I can go forever on jackie Definitely. so i'm just gonna leave it i loved his the the milking yeah. bit that they kept bringing back was super funny yes. the thing about chris pine yeah. was so good yes. i mean the gosh chris's was funny he had some yeah. Yeah. Great delivery. The the don't you don't you use that word in this house? The the ratting him out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was really that was a very I thought that was maybe the best part again of of uh of the character design on these. It was it was great. He was great. Brought a lot of heart to to this the scene. I think it was like a good I know animation is different than when you're actually you know, on a set or whatever with the people that you're acting with. But I, I, it, it was kind of grounding to have these four newcomers, very young performers balanced off of the, off of that with, with Jackie Chan, this very seasoned um, veteran actor. And it just has a lot of poise, even as a voice actor. And uh, I thought it was great. I, th- I love, love that. 
combination. Um, Kent, I know you want to talk about the Neo yeah. drops. Yeah. Love it. Loved the the soundtrack. First of all, the score was from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Richard, fantastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. My gosh. I can't believe they let them name the reading. songs what they well, did. Really. If you go look on the soundtrack, yeah. they got some some curse words in the in the names of the songs. So I think it's just like, yeah, whatever, Trent. As long as you do the <laughs> as long as you do the music, do whatever else you want. We don't care. I thought it was uh set the vibe great, especially for a New York style movie, which I don't think he's really done before. It felt, mm. you really felt it. The Annie up needle drop was great. But the one that I was like, man, it's gave me a new appreciation for this song. I've always liked the song, but the way they used it, the sequence, mm-hmm. no diggity was so good. The scene, the song, maybe the scene days, of the year walking around the house with yeah. them fighting and, and yeah. kind of, first coming into their powers and then the way it cut back to april on uh baby you're perfect and it was so perfect mm-hmm. it felt like a music video or something and i love that and then to close it out with yeah can i kick it it's always great i mean always a good yeah. needle drop and yeah. become overused but i it's love good. yeah i love that a tribe called quest is getting some play recently i think this has got to we got to have a break on <laughs> on can i kick it for a couple of years we there's yeah. a, they got a lot of great songs in the in the repertoire let's let's uh let's pull some other ones out because that song rules that's one of my Brian's probably blurb was can i kick it no you can't <laughs> yeah yeah on the rock yeah. tomatoes i mean that might be one of my like I don't, 20 or 30 favorite songs ever i love that song but we has been seriously overdone um over the last few years which again i'm glad that it's getting some play but there's other songs in 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 their discography to go to no diggity was perfect that was a perfect selection and and in that scene i saw that that's apparently a really hard song to get for movies or tv or whatever Mm. just to get the licensing for because apparently one of the writers is estranged from the rest of the group and so they were kind of running up against it like they shot it obviously they made the whole scene to the song um, that would be so tough to replace yeah so they that that's that's what jeff rose said he's like we 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 basically cut in a bunch of different songs to try out because we knew mm, it may this may not happen clearance came through at the last i saw too uh this was in a i think a slash film article but that i forgot because they're not movies that i really love all that much but uh no diggity is in pitch perfect or i think pitch the perfect first one too, yeah. mm-hmm. as well okay and that was like in the middle of filming the scene, they got Clarence to do it. Like they were just like, "Okay, let's go ahead and and film this thing because we we really it's so are weird this is going to come because through because they can make like, me making so much more day. money." Yeah. If the, I I know it's always a thing. It's so but. it's so rare to to turn down an opportunity like that when you're a band like Blackstreet who hasn't been doing anything. Right. Like why? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I know, I know. When I saw the headline of why it's so, I, I assumed it was Dre. I assumed it was a Dr. Dre thing, but it's not. Yeah. It's, it's one of the members of of the band is is estranged. But uh, so yeah, that good. was awesome, man. It was a like I said, I've been I've been singing that around the house for the yeah, last like five days. The, sure, the way that uh, scene is shot, everybody in my house is tired um, of it. The way that scene is shot is reminiscent of the, the arcade side games. Side side yeah. yeah, it's so. So clever. Mm-hmm. Such a brilliantly shot and edited scene with that music. Yeah. 
and with the yeah with the really rooftops cool. and everything wow. i mean gosh it was it was so good and the way it all comes together in the story like that with april doing her thing and them doing theirs i mean not the most obvious choice for a song but that's what great needle drops are mm-hmm. ones that aren't the obvious choice yeah. yes. and guardians is full of those and it just hit them and they mm-hmm. hit the tone perfect yeah. I love the crayon animation sequence too in this where they're the flashback mm-hmm. crayons. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was great. And Ice Cube's line where he's, where he's like, ooze, ooh, I love that. I like that. That was so funny to me. I don't know why I laughed <laughs> when he gets real angry that he didn't come up with the word ooze for the, for the <laughs> substance. It was funny. And then their yeah. layer being a cosmic bowling alley looked so good in the animation with all the neon, yeah, with the darkness. Oh man, it was it's very well it was very well thought out. I appreciated that. Yeah. That was good. Um couple last things yep. here and you may have some other stuff nope. you want to get to, Kent. Ariel, what do we think of holding Shredder for the sequel? Shredder's obviously like the guy, the villain for that you the think Dark of. The Dark Knight move. Yeah. Um when you think of the turtles and uh no he he gets the he gets the kind of the Joker card thing um, at the end of this, rather than being the. I, I thought that was a thought that was a little bit bold to go Superfly um, instead of Shredder, or even instead of like uh, Krang. I guess. Um, what where, where'd you fall on this? Is that good move, bad move, or hey, it worked out, so it's good. You know what I mean? Like I, I I'm I guess there's a world where this makes twelve million dollars, and it's like well, cool, but we're never gonna make that sequel, so it doesn't matter. Um, but how, what did you think about holding? What do you think about Super Superfly? And then what did you think about holding Shredder? Uh, I, I think till the next one. I think holding Shredder out is is a good idea, and uh, th- there's two reasons. One, okay. um, fans like myself uh, and people who like love the turtles, like anytime there's a turtles versus Shredder like thing, you always go back to the 1990 version when they're fighting on the rooftop, which is mm. just like it's mm. awesome. Um, and it, that came out 20, 20, 30, Oh my god, thirty years ago! Holy cow! Thirty-three. Anyway, yeah. thirty-three years ago. Um, but two, you always run into the um, the Iron Man one problem with superhero and comic book stuff, where uh, the origin of the heroes is always the origin of the villain uh, to save time, right? Mm. And when sure, you sure. do the shredder. It forces you in. <laughs> the By the way, that the, the the vanilla ice drop I, I had some fun with there also, um, Ninja Rap, you know, represent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so by not doing the shredder, my, my second point is, it allows you to move away from the weird ninjutsu angle with Splinter and them and and like and so I. I I do love I do love that they use the mutants because I, I do think the mutants are the most underrepresented or um most poorly used aspects of the turtles in, in the, these kind of big like movies. Like sure Bebop and Rocksteady were in that twenty sixteen movie, but like nobody watched it and nobody likes it really. Ninja Turtles <laughs> the Secret of the Ooze or whatever that came out, I don't remember what year. You know, mm. like they had I think it's Toka and Reza, but like I don't know. These movies were so cool. You saw a bunch of them that you never ever see in 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 TMNT um, movies like Leatherhead, um, and there's still more who you haven't seen. So like it's. I think it's going to be. I think it was a great yeah. idea. 
Um, obviously, it's it's very reminiscent of Batman Begins with the Joker card at the very end. And of course, you know, um, I do expect, you know, like Oscar noms for the sequel, just like just like the Dark Knight got. So, uh, but yeah, um, I, uh, I, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was a good idea. Big simmer score. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kent, where do we go from here? Obviously, we expect Shredder's going to be involved in the next one. It was a very Batman Begins way of, of uh, teasing that, which I I dug. I think this was a movie that I let me, let me rephrase that. I think this is a movie where you can you can make a good case that the sequel is going to do better. Um, I think you're right that there's there's a little bit of they're redoing that again. Um, I think it'll have really good word of mouth. It's getting really great reviews, all these sorts of things. So I think this is one that even if even if Paramount is is a little disappointed in where the 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 opening weekend ended up, and maybe they're not. I don't know. It's going to be profitable, um, and I think you can make a pretty good case that that the sequel is a good idea, not just a uh, not throwing away, not throwing good money after bad or bad money after good. Excuse me. Um, where does this thing? Where do you want to see this go from here? You got to think that they had a plan with Shredder. Uh, or, or what do you use them in this mm-hmm. one, right? If, if, if Paramount's like, all right, well, right, right. you get one shot and you don't get a sequel unless it's a huge success. They would have just put Shredder in this one, which I think what is why they did it in the first one, uh, the Michael Bay first one. Mm-hmm. And it actually ended up making some money. And they're like, crap, what do we do now? And then they had right, the right. Brad Garrett thing and ended up cramming it. The second one with villains because they didn't really have the Shredder card like to play like they wanted. So... I think it's smart to hold it back, but I think they only, you only do that if you know there's something else coming, whether it's a series. I've heard there's a series that's going to be based on this, maybe, or something. And it is, I, know, I know there's more plans in addition to this movie uh, at the outset. And so when you have that commitment, I just wonder what they got up their sleeves. They've probably got some... They had Jackie Chan mm-hmm. for, for Splinter. I mean, who do you get for Shredder? You know, uh, it's going to have to be, you know, somebody with a lot of gravitas and some a lot of cachet in this world so arnold that would be good i don't know (laughs) i'm just kidding interesting yeah i mean richard was saying he was hoping it was mel gibson but uh, i mean just bring steven bring back steven drunk mel gibson i was clear i was said drunk mel gibson did not want him sober he's boring sober richard's I like Mel. I like Mel firing off those. Immediately tapes. texted us when Spacey got off. It was like you Ninja Turtle sequel guy. <laughs> Does make a good villain. I'll give him that. Yeah. I saw. How funny was Paul Rudd as yeah. the gecko? It was Very just good. like Paul the forgetting awesome. Sarah Marshall yeah. surfer bro bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Post Malone as the. Felice. He only sang like two times was was good. Rose Byrne yeah. having like two lines of like hello or good day mate or something mm-hmm. as Leatherhead. Right, right. It's not just Shredder. There's Krang, yeah. there's like Metalhead. Still, you know, there's there's some interesting stuff. Yeah. I mean obviously Casey Jones is lingering out there too. That's not really a villain, but they'll bring they'll bring him. Give it a mouth, free for point. work, I'm um, telling you. And the My Rudolph <laughs> yeah. villain of um, it feels like it's going to be a thing too. Sure. Like the overarching yeah, for villain sure. of I'm trying to take over the world and get the ooze to take over the world is still yeah. apparent in this. So, oh yeah, so she right. she's an Utrom. Yeah. She's she's like Krang. You gotta oh, okay. go Techno right. Drum with the sequel, sense. right? right. I no, I think cool. they do. I think they do Shredder Foot Clan then Techno Drum. 
And tra- Technodrome for the third one. For the third. Technodrome yeah. is basically like the big Death Star of Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And so uh, it's like right. the big, okay. the big uh, yeah. villain base layer type thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be cool to see that their take on that in animation. But uh, yeah, maybe you save that for mm-hmm. the third one. You give a little, give us a little bit of Shredder in the second one, and then save Krang right. slash Technodrome for the for the last one. That's what I would do. That's good. I think Krang's going to be hilarious uh, in this, though. I mean, you know, I I actually thought Rogan was like a little too old to understand turtles, but when he was talking about it, he said, "I was five when the animated series debuted, and I yeah. was eight when the first movie came out." It's like, wow, you were in prime age for the original run of this. <laughs> so I always thought he was just, mm-hmm. you know, since he's older, uh, way older than me, like way out older than turtles. But I was like, wow, I, I must have been young when I was into it. And he was, I guess, like Coop's age when, when it was really hitting uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess he they yeah. really understood yeah. this. And you were right, Richard, in the fact that it's not just like, let's go sell action figures. Like, they actually care about this franchise and wanted it to be good and put a lot of thought into mm-hmm. this. And it's more than what I can a, say for Michael Bay productions on, what a on almost anything. Yeah. What a concept. <laughs> it's good. Yes. It's good. That's all I got. All right. Uh, let's grade this thing. Uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought the animation was awesome. I'm pumped for a return of the turtles into the pop culture. My kid loved this. Um, it was a really good time. I did think it, like I said, it was missing a little bit on the story element as compared to some of the other, like really good animated movies we've seen over the years, but I'm pumped for where this is going to, going to go over the next few years. So I'm going to give this a strong a minus, uh, Richard going to you first. I will go solid down the middle B. Okay. I'm going to uh, go A on you. it because I do think that nice. this could be pushed further and could be better. You know, I think I think even though this is like probably the best Turtles movie in terms of like a good movie, uh I still mm-hmm. think like mm-hmm. you can make it in a fantastic great movie with this. So, I'm going to go A in the hopes that the sequel is an A+. It's good. Yeah, Mario, I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go A. I do think like Ken so, like you said, uh, definitely room for improvement. Like there's, there's a world that exists. Great where origin. This, yeah, 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 yeah. There, but there's like oh, there's a world that exists where this is as good as like the Spider Verse movies, right? That, that's sure. Seeing what you can do with this now is that's not outside the realm of possibility. Um, but I, I do think it's almost as good as they possibly could have made this first one. So I think it definitely gets that kind of a kind of curve to the grade. Sure. Go see this. I I think that this is a movie that, uh, like I said, I think the sequel does better than the than this one does. Yeah. Um. But people, you know, we're about to be in a stretch where there's like nothing to watch for like a month and a half, two months. So, um, go see this movie. I think it's uh, I think it's good. This this isn't. I don't know. I'll probably look stupid by next week. It is also a movie that you could reasonably see like smaller drops per week and kind of sticks around for a little bit um as as people say hey did you see the turtles movie and their friends like yeah it was really good i enjoyed it a lot you know um we'll see it also could fade fast because summer's over or just about and um some of the audience is going to be you know back in school and all that good stuff but uh, yeah this um before we get out of here let's do a uh, let's do a quick weekly weekly recommend richard start us off my friend 
I will do, you know, I've, I've semi-retired from TV over the last few years, but one of the few shows that I religiously watch is back for season three. Only Murders in the Building mm-hmm. is back. Episodes dropping on the Hulu. Um, and so, yeah, Only Murders in the Building. It's nice. fantastic. And if you're not watching it, I recommend watching it firmly. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I recommend very firmly that you watch there it. We that go. sounds They like took a show that had basically yeah. 98% critic approval rating and they added Meryl Streep to it. So I think it's going to have like 195% percent <laughs> right. right. approval rating. <laughs> and if my wife, was, she was a fan of the show, but if she wasn't that much in, they also added Paul Rudd and right. Jesse oh. Williams. So yeah, they did have Paul Rudd right. at the end. Of right in her wheelhouse too. So. so Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Awesome. I'm excited to... Uh, to revisit uh, that's a that's dips a for dinner show. guys dips. is this the last season of it <laughs> so good I don't, don't think, think so. they've said I don't think they've committed anything on either yeah. direction yeah I think that's one that they, everyone involved really likes making because yeah. you're in New York they probably just have this budge. same set every season mm-hmm. you know yeah. the apartment building yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. great so I think that's one that may go on a couple yeah. more because I don't think anyone spread. that's doing it is yeah. hating doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, obviously, Martin and Short uh, get along quite well and have for very ever it it for very ever. That's not a word uh, for very long time. Firmly, um, <laughs> for, firmly, very ever. Um, mm-hmm. They also seem to really love Selena, and she loves her. Yeah, I think they just really seem to dig really working Aren't- together. So. Good. The coolest thing ever is that my podcast idea is Martin Short said that after every day of filming, he and Steve Martin share a car to the apartment building they stay at, <laughs> and they have a bottle of white wine in the back seat and just sort of talk about the day. And I'm like, that uh, yeah, there we go. Podcast. That's that's the one. Uh, that's we don't need another podcast, but <laughs> we should get rid of ten thousand of them, right. including yeah, ours, and have that one. We would we would gladly sacrifice uh, to to make that happen. Um, Kent weekly recommend from you yeah i'm gonna recommend a classic tv show that i've been i've had kind of had in the background revisiting a few episodes here and there and love it and there's a chance that some of our listeners have not ever given it a chance it's the x-files oh yeah greatness and uh one episode we watched recently that hit home was season one episode fallen angel it's about uh, uh, Duchovny or Dermot Mulroney or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. There's no way to definitively <laughs> no know. There's no way to know, yeah. <laughs> I think that's Dylan McDermott. You're right. Actually. Life's great mystery. Dylan McDermott stumbles upon like a UFO crash, and it's basically this like government cover-up. Uh, you know, he stumbles upon like a recovery operation, if you will. So if, I don't know if you're following the news, yeah. that's what people are saying. Oh, there are real recovery operations. So it's basically uh, an episode about what's going on kind of right now. And it's pretty interesting. So Fallen Angel is uh, the episode, but it's a series. I mean, nice. gosh, a total zeitgeist show. I mean, one of the best shows ever for drama, especially science fiction, maybe the best show besides like Star Trek ever. Uh, love mm. the show. And... Give it a shot. 11 seasons. The last two are awesome. only like 10 episodes and they're more recent, but yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. Some prime nineties network TV drama for you. Yeah. It's, it's a big undertaking, but it's being, it's being rebooted with dog. Is it, 
is it Kugler? I feel like hmm. there's something happening where they're going to reboot this thing. Um, and it sounds awesome. So like if that, that news came out like maybe three or five months yeah, ago. Yeah, it is Kugler. So if you're interested, okay. Yeah. Okay. That sounds awesome. Um, if you're interested in knowing and like kind of like what's the vibe here, how does this work and or kind of seeing some of it, but the 11 seasons is too much, which I get because it's, it's like old network TV, 11 seasons too, you know, it's like 22 episodes a season for most of it. Um, cause I know wiser is doing this. It, like there's, if you just Google out, cause I don't have a link to it, but you can find a list of the important episodes yeah. and just kind of scroll through. Cause there is a lot of filler and I, th- I'm pretty sure you can even kind of pick and choose. Are you interested in the monster of the week episodes, which were always the ones that yeah. I liked the most? And there's more um, arc ones. Yeah. Or are you more interested? Yeah. Or are you more interested in the overarching story with the alien? Honestly, season and 10 like that, and uh, that smoking man and all that season 10 is kind of like a mini series. It's got a lot of Roswell stuff, you know, yeah. it's, it obviously doesn't have that 90s yeah. charm but because it's made recently, but it's a For great sure. intro yeah. to the show in six episodes. And yeah, it's a uh, man. I didn't know they were rebooting it. That's X-Files exciting. is great, man. I, I always thought yeah, this this would work is, or could really work cool. better as a movie series than it ever did. You know, mm-hmm. it had movies, but like imagine a David Fincher yeah. X-Files you know, or something like a real yeah. we're going, you know, deep levels of the government conspiracy stuff would be. Bloody <laughs> I mean, he's got my vote. Yeah, X Files rules. It's a that's one of the major, the predecessors to the peak mm-hmm. TV bit well, that he, we got in the two thousands. It's that's a that there's a like a direct line from, you know, Hill Street Blue, Hill Street Blues, NYPD Blue, X Files, and a couple of other shows leads directly to. Mad basically Breaking made Bad Fox and this and the Simpsons are what made Fox yes. a success exactly yeah guys guys hear me yeah. out right yeah Louis Lettier yep fast X files wow <laughs> oh, okay now all right, all right. stop that. talking let's yeah. uh let's get our lawyers on the line and we'll get we gotta this, go yeah, to this area 51 <laughs> just see him peeling across the, the desert there and it's family <laughs> I'm all in. The family is out yeah. there. Uh, there we go. Perfect. Okay, stop talking. Stop talking. Don't give it away. Um, all right, Ariel, what's your weekly um, recommendation? I, I do have one planned, but you, you mentioned Coop not knowing Superman. I got to tell you to go check out My Adventure Superman. Um, oh, yeah, but that's true. Yeah. My recommend- is that for kids, though? Uh, yeah, I thought it was more like adult like about? swim type animation. It is, it is adult swim, but nothing in it is... Adult, you know okay, what I mean? Got it. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, his roommates with Jimmy. Things get, you know, experimenting a couple times. Um, no, my. But uh, others can. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, they're they're, they're best is. friends and they're roommates. More ways you know than one. Um, anyway, uh, the time has come for my immense, immense geekdom to come out on the show. August 31st. Um, well, no, we ain't seen nothing. Believe me, the, my my love for this franchise that I'm about to talk about dwarfs my love for superheroes oh, wow. and Ninja Turtles and Godzilla and Kaiju and all that. Oh, stuff. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Pacific Rim. No, go ahead. No, August 31st on Netflix, the live action One Piece show comes out. Okay, 
and nice yeah one i'm live action anime almost never works this kind of looks fun and it could be fun we could get two seasons and then we'll never see it again um watch the trailer if it interests you i encourage you to watch it but like the anime slash comic book manga of one piece is gonna go down as one of the greatest pieces of love like literature ever and um it is currently the third highest selling series of all time only behind no it's, i think it's second now only behind the original run of superman which is currently going on so best selling mm. um he's top the author's top 10 in sales of of all books above names like jk rowling and uh only behind names like agatha christie you know like mm-hmm. um but it is i i truly it's 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 incredible it's great um definitely try out the live action series when it comes out on august 31st uh if you're a fan look me up in the mam vip discord um you know i just i it's it's if you if you were to look up several book two people who like started it during the pandemic because it's like oh we can't go anywhere what's something that i could read that's a thousand chapters long oh it's one piece they'll tell you it's it's mm-hmm. incredible and they're hooked and they love it and it's got a bad rap because anime's got a bad rap it's got a bad rap because it's too cartoony um as somebody who loves literature who loves fantasy who loves anime who loves and who can understand what good art is and what bad art is it's it's truly one of the best pieces of literature like ever made uh mm. so that's my soapbox i haven't been on the pod in a while i probably won't be on until this sequel to <laughs> tmnt comes out or the people demand a one piece episode from the live action netflix but there it I'm is i'm surprised you're soapbox. excited for it because um i always hear that it's not good to adapt anime and st- manga into live action it never never works you think it's gonna work i mean um what i think is one uh he actually made them reshoot stuff like a little bit um so everything kind of has to go through his okay the the, the main authors whose last name is oda oda uh two the cast is incredible like they cat like in the same way that like I don't know, like the kids who who played the turtles, like feel so authentic to who who, who those turtles are. Like the cast really feels authentic to the characters, and uh, they and then like, um, if all else fails, it's gonna look really cool because they actually like built the ships and built the sets uh, for the show. It it looks better than nice. every other anime live action thing they've made at Netflix, which is the lowest of bars. Um, but it could be terrible and I'm going to watch it and I might not like it, but uh, nothing's going to, you know, make me not like the source material. So uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's good for you. Cause as long as I've, I've known you, you've, you've talked about one piece. So, um, I hope this, I hope this goes. I've well. always been more of a two piece um, guy myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, we know we've, we've seen your Instagram. Um, all right. Uh, for me, weekly recommend. I try not to uh, double up recommends. I don't. I don't want to recommend something that one of you guys has wrecked in the past. Uh, try to try to mix it up a little bit. But I finally finished 
uh, the bear season two and it's the, yeah. it's the best season of TV I've seen this year. So that's, that's my recommend. I, I love season one and season two season just like blew it out of the yet? water. The so, uh, uh, it was so, so good. <laughs> 191 seasons. So, uh, no, that's one piece. So. <laughs> <laughs> right the bear's awesome uh but yeah check check out the bear on hulu that was yeah, that was uh it's t- man that christmas episode was tense and but so good i think i think mulaney may have won a, a guest emmy uh there with his little monologue was great Odenkirk was great um i love cousin richie so much and uh and then they just they were like hey what if <laughs> What if every needle drop was just like the most dad rock song ever? I'm like, heck yeah, bro. Like, let's do this. So lots of Pearl Jam, lots of Wilco, lots of REM. Uh, it was great time. So uh, that's that's uh, by far the best season of TV I've seen this year. So check that out on, on Hulu if you haven't yet. Um, all right. This has been fun. Good conversation. Good talking. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem with you fellas. Thanks for being here, Ariel. Really appreciate you adding some uh, some insight to this whole thing. We're, we're always happy to have you back. You don't have to wait for the next Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Pacific Rim movie or whatever else. So, um, I'm very close to showing Coop Pack Rim, though, by the way. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how it goes. Last week, Coop randomly was like, I want to watch a Godzilla movie. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And we watched the Godzilla from 2014 or whatever that was. And he was like, it ended. And he just looked at me. He was like, he, he held his hand up and did like the circle motion. Like, all right. Oh, the way one, that one ends on the so cliff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's King like, I need another one right yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Watch King of the Monsters. I left for a meeting during uh, King of the Monsters. I came back home and he was like, I watched, <laughs> I watched Kong vs. Godzilla <laughs> while you were gone. I was like, okay. All right, so you're all in, and the next day is those like are, Skull Island. Fun, Let's man. do it. So, uh, Pack Rim's coming. I know he's gonna he'll enjoy that stuff too. So anyway, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you. Um, if you are not a VIP, you want to do that, right? Like, I mean, come on, get more of this, get more conversation, get access to our exclusive Discord, get I don't know hundreds of episodes in our back catalog, and get a new an extra episode every single week. This week. Uh, we are talking about George Lucas's American Graffiti, which is a really cool movie. I'm interested to talk to you guys about that. We talked about Rush Hour last week. We're doing a disaster retrospective series in the VIP uh, this year. Uh, where we're talking about movies that were huge bombs at the box office, like Waterworld and The Postman. And this month in August, we'll be talking about one of the biggest... One of the biggest train wreck disaster movies of all time, Cutthroat Island. So I'm very excited about that in a couple of weeks. Go to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Sign up there uh, and get more of Mad About Movies. And, uh, and then next week we'll be back. And I think next week we're going to talk Meg to the Trench. Until then, stay safe. We'll see you at the cinema. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya Your salads and scrambled eggs
again. 